2: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
9: Fire it up, focus it, and prepare it, ladies and gentlemen. It is your Tony Basilio on a Friday live at Calhoun's on the River. I mean, it's a football Friday live at Calhoun's. Wow, Beano. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Let me fire Let me, fo- fire me, let me turn you on, fire you up, f- focus you, and prepare you. It's a little fresh out here. I'll tell you what it is, Beano. <laughs> it's a little on the cool side, however. As folks come out, eat lunch, and talk some sports, Steve Russell, they will find that this place is heated. It's just not heated where we are, Bino. Beano.
4: Yeah, we're in the we're in the shade here, Tom. We'll be
9: fine. We'll be but, fine. But I was Final told wipe. I was told by management. Management told me that they brought some heaters out here, some propane heaters, mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. But you know how good are you at fixing propane heaters? Because the two up here are not igniting. Do you have a lighter on you, and would you like to do that? No. What I can do is I can throw the propane, and you go over there with a bic. Maybe a big banana be now
4: and fire it up. I've already done maintenance on those. That's why they're not working. Focus it and prepare it. Where's a woman when you need her? What do you mean a woman when you need her? That's your job. You're supposed to go over there. No, no. Maybe Marietta fire was here. It up, focus it, and prepare it. If Marietta was here. She'd fix that bad boy. Oh, man. Are you pumped? Yeah, I'm ready, Tony. I'm ready. Homecoming. Amachi Tailgate Day. Yeah. Should be uh opportunity to see some kids hopefully. Yep. So uh, good, I, It's, good it's all about the kids. It's all
9: about the kids. As I said today on the blog, it's all about the kids. Kids. The kids. The kids. And uh the bottom line being star is this is what it's all about. This is this weekend's about the kids. And this is uh, you know, It's going to be a lot of fun, man.
4: Um, Tenth week. Tenth week of college football. Can you believe that? That's unbelievable. I mean, seriously. No, it's it's the blur. It's insane. It's always the blur. Between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. Oh, man. I know.
9: It's just – can I say something real quick? It's your show. I freaking will. Levis can play. You going to crack on him? Did you see any of that last night? I I didn't watch. He can play. What's going on, man?
4: You know, when I was so adamant that I did not want the Colts to take him, there was a little thought in the back of my head that said, you know something? Those guys that scout these guys know a whole lot better than you do. Yep. He may wind up being the best of that bunch. C.J. Stroud looks good. He looks like he can play. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not sure Richardson will ever stay on the field long enough to play, and Young's too little. That's what. Uh, that's what Big
9: Blair. That's. A, that's what Big Blair um, was saying last night on winna- Winners and, and Losers, presented by our friends. Um, Levis good, Bino. I- I'm surprised by it. I really am. I'm surprised by it. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. He's not a bad little player, though, man. He really isn't. So we've got a lot to talk about. Very little time to get there. My name is Bino. Yeah. His uh, his name is Basilio. We're fired up, focused, and prepared to be with you today. And we're excited. So, Bino... Um, we were having a talk yesterday. This this game tomorrow kind of serves a purpose, but I sure hope that when we get to the 12-team playoff era that they quit ripping fans off. No, no offense well, to anybody involved here. I
4: mean, if, if if the SEC is going to stay at eight conference games, you can forget that. I, I don't understand. Do you understand it? No. Nope. I'm almost
9: ashamed of them. You know, we're in this footprint, and uh, – so proud, you know, when your friends come to visit, like mine did a couple of weeks ago, and we all experienced that. Your friends come, and they're like, wow, that's really incredible. And and then you're like, well, the other leagues are playing nine league games, and we can't be bothered. Yeah. We just can't be bothered. Because Nick Saban, you know, you know and, and um, Adams was right. John Adams was exactly right. Nick Saban cannot be bothered.
4: That's what it is. Yeah. Don't bother me. Yeah. And I'd like to put it all on him, but I believe, Tony, unless I'm mistaken, that Danny White and and Heipel are for eight games too. So I'm not going to throw too many stones down there Tuscaloosa way when our own crew is on the same side.
10: Wow. Uh,
4: I, the, the one thing, the one criticism of the Southeast uh, eat. Easy for you to SEC. say. I just identified myself <laughs> as Bino, so have at it, brother. <laughs> the SEC has, uh, the, that everyone has against the SEC, that is absolutely accurate. Right. We we schedule cowardly.
9: It's cowardly. And
4: they're right. Yes, they're exactly right.
9: By the way, Bino, um, as a great Bino Jeff Henderson into mixing in the hunt with you today. This is beautiful out here, man. Uh, always, totally. we got our Amache weekend this weekend, which is really going to be fun with the kids. Tom Marine's already here. Tom's got the shorts on. Of course. Tom's on the Dewey Warren plan. Yeah, yeah. His body emits 180 degrees of heat. Hey, Tom, why don't you come over here and stand next to us? Everywhere in here, Bino, they got the heat above people. So if you come here and you sit on the patio, you're either going to be out in the sun, which is nice, yeah. or you're going to be under the heat, yes. under the heaters. Except where we are, Bino, and I'm not complaining about it.
4: Actually, you are, Tony. No, I haven't complained about it yet. If you think I'm, compl- I haven't done it yet, Bino. Okay.
9: This weekend will be really interesting, though. Um, around the league, we get a chance to look at, why do I have a feeling that Missouri is going to stay on the field tomorrow with that Georgia bunch? I didn't think it all week. And then I woke up today feeling it. And Bino will tell you, I'm picking games right now. Oh, yeah. If I was playing for money, I think I'm picking games at like a 70% clip right now.
4: Real close. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Picking really well. I got two for two last night out of nowhere. Just a thirsty night. I mean. Throw them out there. Just throw them out there. I mean, it's weird. I've
9: never had been on a heater like this. I'm on a Polish Joe kind of heater right now, Bino. A Polish Joe heater.
11: <laughs>
9: they have those in. Uh, where We've your, got those right above us. Where your nephew used to live in the Dakotas. when he said it was like 31 below zero there.
4: <laughs> yeah, let's see. I think I was talking to him on the phone one day and uh, yeah. talking to my brother Ron on the phone and yeah. asking where the kids were. <laughs> said they're sledding i said where he said off the roof of the house (laughs) people have no idea that
9: live in those climates how brutal it can get man i remember doing business in uh doing business in minnesota and i was like so when does the snow start here and they're like in november yeah when does it end in like late april six months of survival is what it is we come back, Mike Hugan, and we'll set the agenda for us on the college football weekend. Bino, what is that sports degenerate? Uh, what letter grade is he going to give this uh, weekend?
4: Oh, he'll give this one a B plus, I would think.
9: That Alabama LSU game yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. Now, now, LSU John, which is what I'm going to start calling him. <laughs> Why doesn't he I said your, your your Tigers yesterday. He was very nonplussed by that remark. <laughs> why won't he just why won't those guys just admit those Louisiana guys that they like LSU? What's wrong with that? We all like somebody. Come on, Adams, you can come out of the closet with us. It's all good.
4: I don't know, Tony. I, I, I can't imagine being in this and not being actually being forced. something.
9: He's always talking positively about LSU. Have you ever noticed that? He told me yesterday, well, you know, they're going to beat Alabama. I'm like, they have no defense. Like my winners and losers, guys, that's one of our, I think it's one of our power plays. That comes up after we're done today. LSU is? I don't know. some. A couple of them like that game, though. Yeah. C likes it. And the reason they like it is LSU's pass defense is among the worst. The worst in college football, I say. The worst. And so all Miller has got to do is make a couple plays down the field.
4: I uh, I told you two weeks ago I think LSU's beating Alabama. I still believe that. I don't believe Alabama can score enough points to beat. But
9: has always been one of your guilty pleasures. Tell the truth.
4: Uh, Not as much as... Auburn has been. Auburn's a little guilty pleasure. About. You like Auburn? Yeah, yeah, I like Auburn. Really? Yeah, because they hate Alabama about as bad as I do. I didn't know
9: that. I I loved when I was a kid here, I love, 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 loved that Auburn series.
4: Yeah, I did too. Tennessee
9: and Auburn was special.
4: Yeah, I've, I've always said if I wasn't a Tennessee fan in the SEC, I would – Pull for Auburn. Really? I'd still be pulling against Alabama. I'd still be pulling against Georgia. It's and they're and, and they they're like us. They've always somebody always seems to have their thumb on them. It's a really good line. And thinking about them, they're kind of little
9: brotherish. Yeah. They're like uh-huh. underdogs. Right. Like we are. Right. They walk around with a chip on their shoulder. Right. Alabama wouldn't play them or come to their building all those years. They were better than them. Um, all that stuff. That's pretty fun.
4: And if it gets right down to it, they'll do whatever it takes.
9: No question. <laughs> Hugh Freeze, if he would have gotten there under the old days, would have been in a perfect spot. Because they'd have been out there doing the Bobby Bowden deal like uh, like that goofball yeah. at Clemson. Yeah, they've had enough of Alabama. They just say, we're going to do whatever it takes. Okay, so you and I haven't spoken about this. We'll take a brief timeout. Do you believe... That the Dabo Swinney thing from the other night, like I believe, it was staged. You
4: believe it. I I heard it and listened to it, Tony. I'm going to yield to your knowledge of this industry. I, I wouldn't have thought that just by listening to it. Right. But to hear you talk about it, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It wouldn't surprise me. Isn't that sad I feel that way? Fake Aaron Rodgers. It's in the house.
9: In that side, eye, this guy right here, look, this guy's got the Bic banana beano, and he oh, yeah. just lit he's, that flame. He
4: does. He's fired that up. He
9: lit that flame like a champion with his Bic banana. He knows what he's doing. Come back on the other side, 865 200 5402. What's up, Hey, man, You, you lost some weight, Shepard. Looking good, Shepard. You better than Aaron Rodgers does. He's moving around good with that. Fake Aaron looks better than real Aaron. That torn Achilles. Yeah, man. I saw you were throwing on the side the other day, right on, brother. <laughs> Discount, double check, and whatnot. Are you tired of the Kelsey brothers yet, Bino? On television?
4: Oh uh, yes, 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 uh, yes.
9: I mean, I love Taylor Swift, love her. I'm so sick of that Kelsey guy she's dating. That guy's mid, Bino. She can do better than that. You gonna get an athlete and do better than that? <laughs> take a brief time out we'll come back with more we're live ladies and gentlemen breaking it down scientifically with you on the deck at calhoun's on the river it is absolutely outstanding as we continue on the other side
5: after this
12: this is terry wilcox aka the chicken man aka t willy and you're listening to 101.7 fm wkom columbia tennessee
1: Hello everyone, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Get ready because the countdown has begun. It's the week you've been waiting for. Mark your calendars for our annual estate and antique event happening November 3rd and 4th. You won't want to miss it, so why not bring a friend? Take a stroll through history and who knows, you might find the perfect piece to take home. Join us, Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, for an unforgettable two-day event. November 3rd and 4th, Tillis Jewelry, where timeless beauty becomes reality.
7: Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here I want you guys to come out and see us live On Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7pm 11, Guitar and Cadillac Hall That sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee We've Got a huge lineup for you We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne Myself and my band And then the legend Jimmy Wayne's gonna come in for a few songs Gonna be a big night in Columbia And Columbia ain't gonna be the same Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com and Guitar and Cadillac's Carl Wayne Meekins
13: We'll see you there
12: Welcome back, everybody! It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today?
13: I'm doing great. How are you?
12: I'm doing fantastic, buddy. What we got today at uh, Foodland?
13: Well, this week we have ground chuck for three forty nine a pound, ribeye steak six ninety nine a pound, sweet potatoes sixty nine cents a pound, green cabbage seventy nine cents a pound, Food Club vegetable oil three forty nine, and Coke six packs three for twelve. And I want to also mention this Friday, one day only, we have a special sale which includes Land dollars 388 each, Marie Calendar frozen pies 588 each, and Domino Sugars 288
12: each. All right, some good deals as always, and uh, people need to come in and take uh, advantage of those great savings. Once again, you're located at uh, on West Seventh Street, right there by the post office. Open seven days a week. You're open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. People need to come in and check out, and uh, you got a great staff as always. I appreciate them. And uh, Miles, you have a great week. So we'll talk to you next week, buddy.
3: All righty, thank you. Thank you. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Oh,
9: it is so outstanding. I'm meeting and greeting with a group that came up from Bean Star T-Club member. And then Beth, who's out there, who grew up in my neck of the woods, which, was was, which is really kind of fun to meet people that had the sense to get out of there. <laughs> um we're live here at calhoun's on the river breaking it down scientifically with you moving right to left across your device and through your vertical hold without further ado let's go now live to the sunshine Stadies our friday date and i don't just say that in mixed company bino how come they got the heater lit over there but they don't have the one next to us lit bino not that i'm complaining
4: they tried, Tony. Not that I'm not that I'm complaining. Some, somehow you and I messed it up. We could tear up an iron ball. The
9: great Mike Hugan and joining us now, Hugie. Before we do anything else, happy football Friday to you, my brother. Grade the card for us. Grade the card, Hugie.
7: Oh, this is a good weekend. This is an A. This is uh, it's the the first weekend in November. Um, apropos that the, the the final month is here and. This, it the month kicks off with a really good weekend of football.
9: So you're giving this thing an A. Bino was right. Bino said he'd give this thing an A. So uh, let's talk about. How
4: much it. did Tennessee and UConn go yeah, into that? How much All of it? Right. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah, that's, there, there are some dogs, but for the most part, uh, interesting. There aren't a lot of dogs. I mean, this got you know Yukon, Tennessee's bad. It's not as bad as Campbell, North Carolina. Um, well,
9: you, well, you know the funny thing is, Hugie, UConn be, at the beginning of the year was supposed to be okay.
7: Yeah, they were supposed to be like a six, six, seven, five kind of team. Their offense is atrocious. So, atrocious. Um, it, Yeah, which is, well, it's rancid. So um, Tennessee, rancid. I, I would think that second half you're going to see some more backups than usual playing. So um, I, I can't see UConn scoring even 10 points.
9: Some Husky fans are just showed up out here on the deck, and we're glad to have these guys, and, and I hope they have a great trip. And they're clapping for you all. That's what we do around here. they they got suitcases. I mean, these people just came from the airport. They either – know, now why would they have suitcases? They either came from, just came from the airport or they said, screw this place,
4: we're leaving. <laughs> it, it's either I, or. I hope they're just coming, Tony, and not already tired of it.
9: Well, uh, Hughie, let's talk. What do you love about the card? Give me, uh, give me a couple, couple games that stand out to you.
7: Well, the two big ones in the SEC, LSU, Alabama, Missouri, Georgia. Um, and Texas A&M Ole Miss has some intrigue as well, especially considering what Kiffin said about that A&M roster. Um, you got maybe the last bedroom game ever, which is sort of sad. Um, Kansas State, Texas will be gigantic in the Big 12 race. Virginia Tech, Louisville. A key ACC game, because Virginia Virginia Tech is in position to be one of the two teams in the conference final, and that's how bad the ACC is this year. And then you got Washington USC, um, which I think has the potential to have a ton of points because everybody knows how bad the USC defense is.
9: Great, Mike Hugan, and joining us. All right, let's start here. How about you? Didn't mention this, but Clemson's a little beat up. Their coach this week went the ploy route. The football media has bought it. They're all taking his side of the story. And Dabo's, a, I gotta give Dabo some credit. Dabo's a little bit of a, he's a thespian, as we say in the trade. Um, what do you think of that ball game? And Notre Dame, by the way, has had the most interesting schedule this year. Mike, they've been involved in more interesting games in more interesting spots, whether it's playing the Dukes of the world, whether it's playing the Ohio States of the world when they played them, they the USCs of the world, they've been involved in so many interesting games this year.
7: Yeah, and for, and for various reasons, obviously. Uh, the, the interesting thing, Hartman, when he was at Wake Forest, had a huge game against Clemson twice. So I think that he, they never beat him. So I think he is... A known commodity for the Clemson defense. The yeah, I, I didn't mention this game because uh, Clemson could drop to four and five. Um, and if uh, you, you sort of understand why Dabo is missed slash ticked off slash whatever you want it word you want to use, they're not very good. And it, it's a lot of it's his fault, and he is. He is sort of a thin-skinned guy, sort of like Gary Patterson at TCU. Yep. You know, when you're having success, you can shrug off the the little criticism that you get. But Dabo, just like Patterson, um, if you if, if things are going bad and you can he continually gets criticized, yet Dabo lashes back like Patterson did. Um, but you know, you you watch Clemson play, like okay, the quarterback's not bad. He's okay. He's got some. He's got some skills. Running backs not bad at all. Uh, tight end, yeah, he's good. Offensive line, solid. The wide receivers, oh, my God. They belong at, like, Western Kentucky. Um, it, it's it's a horrible wide receiver core. That's on Davo. Davo doesn't like NIL. He doesn't like the transfer portal. Well, you know, grow up. It's it, that's, Grow you, you up. Have to, you have to adapt. He has not adapted. And this season shows that if you want to continue doing the things the way you have been doing things, fine. But you're not going to be an ACC contender, much less a national title contender. All you got to do is look at, look at Florida State, the team that's going to win the ACC. Yep. 17 transfer starters. Wow. And part of that is, yeah, bad recruiting. Um, and, you know, Davo, I'm a, I'm a recruiting and development guy. Well, you haven't developed very well, and you've missed on a lot of wide receiver players. Uh, Recruits you've signed defensively, not a bad team at all. Good enough to good enough to be in the ACC title mix. But when you don't have to worry about an opposing team's passing attack, um, and, and a team that wants to throw the ball, um, it's it's hard for them to win. And you know you got to give Davo a little bit of credit. He brought in Garrett Riley because he realized his offense need to be transformed. Well, you know Garrett Riley had three. He probably had four receivers last year at TCU. Maybe even five. Who are better than anybody on this Clemson roster? So they do have that freshman kid. He's not bad at Clemson, but it's a he, I cannot fathom why he did not go into the portal and get two receivers. Pride,
9: pride. Yeah. He won't go into the portal. He's telling people he's not going to go into the portal. Well, I
7: think he's going to have to change in the offseason. or again. His I mean, the, this is the ACC. Look around the ACC. Uh, okay, Florida State. They're they're good. North Carolina can't play defense. Louisville seems, yeah, they blew out Notre Dame, but how good is Louisville really? Um, Miami is, you know, scuffling at times. It's just not that good. A league. The fact that Virginia Tech could be in the ACC title game and they're barely over 500—that's not a good team either. So Clemson is 500 overall and below 500, and maybe the fifth. Yeah, that's the fifth best Power Five conference, and Clemson's not even a blip on the title radar this season.
9: Who wins tomorrow? What do you think? Because Clemson's catching points in their building, which yeah, is odd. I think odd, Notre man. Dame
7: wins because I think Hartman is going to have another solid day. He's got better receivers than Klubnik does. Estime uh, is a good running back. The North, the Notre Dame defense, despite what they showed against Louisville, is solid. They're physical. Um, and, I, again, I, I have zero trust in the Clemson passing game. It's all about if, if, if Notre Dame keeps Clemson 150 yard, rushing yards or less, they're going to win
4: the game. Hey, Mike, I, I can't call the name out, but I heard on a national show, I believe it was a Clemson beat writer, who was uh, – they were talking about Florida State and Clemson at that time. And he, he said Florida State was like a major league baseball team that built through free agency. And Clemson was like one that that built through their through their minor system. league system yeah, that, that, and development yeah. uh, that, I guess my question is can can you do the latter anymore in college football or I, do I you have so. to mix
7: I think you've got to mix i think you have to have you know I, I don't think a lot of coaches look at FSU and think that's sustainable seventeen transfer starters in a power five league. Like I don't think you could do that in the SEC, Big Ten. I don't think you could do it in the Pac-12 this year. Um, You can do it in the ACC. He's and and Norvell's hit rate in the portal is exceedingly high. But even if you are a developmental program, um, like a Clemson, Clemson always had stud upperclassmen, and maybe the maybe they were you know maybe eight years ago having mediocre wide receivers wouldn't matter. But it matters now when you can go out and improve your team. And that's the thing. I think coaches are, what's the word I want to use here? I don't want to use the word intelligent, but that's usually the word intelligent. If, if you're a college coach of a Power 5 program and you look at your roster and say, this is a distinct weakness, a clear and distinct weakness for various reasons, yep. this isn't, 2007, where you can't go. Oh, we got to wait a couple years for these guys come around. No, yep. go out and find somebody. Um, and and I, I don't, you know, I get that Clemson and Davo. You know, Davo likes to talk about our culture here. Well, my argument would be if your culture is that good, bringing in four or five new guys a year should not disrupt your culture. Amen. So, um, you know, you know what? Again, what Deion Sanders is. Sanders, you can criticize him all you want. He's trying to develop a culture there and bringing in a bunch of new guys was the only way he thought he could do that. And to an extent, I wonder about FSU's long-term viability using the portal. But Norvell's recruiting has gotten a tick better each year as well. Um, but again, you know, I, I know uh, Kirk Ferentz was another one who did not like bringing in transfers, um, and he finally did this offseason. season. it obviously hasn't helped. But I would argue that if you're on the same page as Kirk Ferentz, maybe that's not the page you want to be reading.
9: Hughie joining, breaking it down scientifically. I'll give you a sneaky good game tomorrow that I was thinking about. Is this Kansas State-Texas game? That is a sneak for us that are fans. Uh, that's a sneaky, sneaky good game out of the Big 12. Of course, Texas getting ready to join this league. Texas trying to stay in playoff consideration and there's starting to be some chirping about what's Arch Manning's future there, which I think is kind of interesting. Media people are starting to talk about that. The whole thing, the whole Texas deal is pretty interesting because I don't know if anybody thought they'd be in the spot that they're in right now, even though they lost to Oklahoma. Uh, huge game for them tomorrow, but yet Kansas State's pretty dangerous. That's a, that's a sneaky good league this year, Hughie. Yeah, it, it really is.
7: Yeah, I don't know if it's. The teams at the top, I, I, I don't know if a Big 12 team is going to make the playoff, but they have five teams you got to worry about now, especially since Oklahoma State, Gun, it took Gundy a while, but, oh, my God, I got Ali Gordon on my roster. just pretty good. But Kansas State, they, they're a well-coached team, very fundamentally sound. They don't make a lot of mistakes that beat themselves. They've started, the, the quarterback's Will Howard, who's an okay passer, but they've started to um, use... Freshman quarterback Avery Johnson in, in a secondary role. He's a really good runner. The Giddens kid is really good at running back. Their receivers are okay. They are playing high level football. And the, the Texas situation you got Malik Murphy starting at quarterback because yours is hurt. Okay, last week was Murphy's first college start, and they blew out BYU. Now, it was an impressive win um, because BYU isn't horrible, and, and Texas beat him, I think, by 32. Okay, Kansas State's a lot better than BYU. They're going to test your defense in different ways, and they're going to test Malik Murphy in different ways. So um, the game being in Austin is a gigantic help for Texas. But, yeah, K-State is definitely capable of winning this game, especially if Murphy makes a few mistakes. Um, and i got to think Kansas State has better athletes on defense than BYU. Um presumably they're going to do some different things this, this weekend to try to mess up Malik Murphy. Um, and, you know, the Arch Manning thing, Malik Murphy was a highly recruited kid from Southern California. Um, and, you know, if the fact that Arch Manning was third string, I think, normally it wouldn't be a big deal. But because of the name, oh, my God, he's a five-star quarterback who's a third teamer. Well, you know, Ewers was a five-star guy. Malik Murphy was a high four-star guy. Um, who's been there for a while. So it's interesting that there, that there is a narrative already forming around uh, uh, Arch Manning on a team that technically still is in the playoff race. And, you know, they're not focusing on Texas being a potential playoff team. They're focusing, oh, my God, is Arch Manning going to transfer, which is sort of the problem with the college football media. Mike, as we look to reconnect with Tony, Iowa finally, what? Iowa has finally made a change. Their defensive, their offensive coordinator, Brian Ferrance, won't be back next year. I believe the team, I believe the total for their game against Northwestern opened around 29. Is that yeah, one the – Yeah, the opening uh, of the under was 29.5, and, and now it's up to 31.5. Um, maybe they, maybe Vegas figures, oh, Brian Ferrance knows he won't be back. He's going to, you know, open up the playbook Yeah, right? Um, that, that is, that's a game to watch. You know, it's, we're past Halloween, but, you know, sort of like if you want the post-Halloween horror show kind of thing, watch the Iowa and Northwestern offense because neither one's very good. Both defenses are solid. Um, the, the, the problem with Iowa, Kirk Ferentz has won a boatload of games at Iowa. Um, a lot of eight-win seasons, a couple of nine-win seasons, a lot of seven-win seasons. They don't, you know, very few losing seasons. I would argue that he's the problem with the offense, not necessarily his son. It's it's Kirk Ferentz's style of offense. I don't see – Kirk Ferentz is 68 years old. I don't see him in looking for a new O.C. going out and bringing in a guy who runs the spread. So um, there are people – I know some folks around the Iowa program who are as good as Kirk Ferentz has been. Perhaps it's time for him to – Right off into the sunset. Problem is they can't fire him because they owe him more than thirty million dollars. So, and plus you don't fire a guy who's going to potentially win nine games this year. I guess. Yep. So um, they can still win. They can still win the Big Ten West. And oh, wouldn't that be a great Ohio State Iowa or Michigan Iowa?
9: Who do you oh. So like Brian, your, so Brian asked you about Iowa. Is that what Brian did on my time? Yeah, <laughs> Brian White. Brian. Question,
7: though. That's a no, good question. Brian
9: Hartman. Can I ask you a question? Why are you so damn fascinated with that Iowa team? You always bring them up. You have to
7: be fascinated by it. No, you don't have to be
9: fascinated by them. It's a
7: a 13-week car wreck. It's like the car is going five miles an hour, and it's banging off the the next-door neighbor's car. It's running over the stop sign. It's running into the back of a parked car. Then it's side-swiping a lawn service truck. And then it rolls through the red light, causing an accident. It's it's a thirteen week thrill ride, going five miles an hour.
9: Brian, what game did I ask you to ask him about? And you bring that stupid Iowa game up. <laughs> go ahead, Bino. Before we lose all our listeners, ask him about a decent football game, please. <laughs> I asked
7: about the
0: uh, well, Iowa, no, Brian,
9: no, Brian. You're not asking about it now. Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I mean, I'm. Uh, B now I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, you're fine. One out of draw? three. Multiple
1: yeah.
4: choice. Cinco. All um, the above. Cinco. Uh, Mike, uh, for some reason, for some reason, I, I know that all, their defense is dreadful. For some reason, I believe LSU's going into Alabama tomorrow and beating them. I think they're going to score more points than Alabama's capable of scoring.
7: Yeah, I think the higher scoring that game train. is, the better it is for LSU. Um, Jaden Daniels is having a phenomenal season. If, the if they only lane. had one loss, he'd be atop the Heisman list. But everybody knows that the Heisman, your team record is, is a big part of the Heisman deal. Um, LSU's offense is tremendous. Their passing attack is extremely dangerous with two studs on the outside and neighbors of Thomas. Daniels is playing at a high level, not making mistakes. He hurts you with his legs. The offensive line is good enough. The running game has been a nice complimentary piece. The defense is garbage, absolute garbage. Um, the thing is, as uneven as Jalen Milrow has been, he is going to make, I would argue, at least two big chunk throws.
11: Agreed. I also
7: can see Jalen Milrow, though, throwing a what is he doing interception. Um, and if LSU can play relatively mistake free, you know, don't give up more than two sacks, um, don't punt more than twice uh yeah they can win the game and again you know LSU is not winning if the final score is 28-24 if it's 38-35 they're not winning if it's in the 40s yes that's where LSU can win because i agree with you Alabama is not equipped i don't think to score in the high 40s against LSU if LSU can get a couple stops um, this game becomes incredibly interesting Maybe this is where Harold Perkins reemerges as the superstar linebacker everybody thought he would be this year. They have to have somebody step up and make some big defensive plays. The secondary is horrendous. Um, maybe it's Braden Swinton, the, the transfer from Oregon, the rush in. Maybe he does something. Maybe Perkins, you know, channels last year's uh, games. Um, maybe one of the DBs. Maybe Milro just throws a pass to one of the LSU DBs, but. Um, I think this is a ex- exceedingly interesting game, um, and, and this went along with Ole Miss, Texas A and M. The SEC West could be decided tomorrow, or it could become a topsy turvy. This is unbelievable division kind of thing. And you know, to talk about the Ole Miss, Texas A and M. You know, you had Kiffin talking about what a great roster they got, and they're trying to become oh, yeah. bowl eligible. Hope you don't become bowl eligible against us. That is just a finger in the eye of Jimbo Fisher because Kiffin knows that yeah, that's an exceedingly talented roster coached by a guy whose shelf life is over.
9: So a borderline boob. That guy's a boob. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher is turning into like a he's like a punchline almost. Yeah. That of, offense. of jokes from coast to coast, man.
7: Yeah. He's got that defense is so talented. Um, and that, I think they can do some things against the Ole Miss offense that makes yep. it difficult. A&M is really good against the run, and I still think the best way to beat Ole Miss is to make Jackson Dart a pocket passer. Jackson Dart's got 14 touchdown passes. Well, he threw four against Mercer, and he threw four against LSU, whose secondary is about as good as Mercer's. So you take those two games out of it, he's thrown six in six games. So it's all about the Ole Miss running game, and if A&M can stifle that, they've got a chance to win. But then you got to count on that LSU, I mean, yeah, the A&M offense, rather, and it's just not good. It's not, you know, I know he brought in Petrino. Petrino was not running Bobby Petrino's offense. No, Petrino's running Jimbo Fisher's offense with a couple of Petrino things sprinkled in. So it's amazing how Max Johnson threw 27 touchdown passes. Or Ed Orgeron, in the most dysfunctional team of the last 10 years in the SEC, that season at LSU. And he can't do anything at AM, and that's on Jimbo Fisher.
4: Mike, in tomorrow's edition of sometimes progress is not progress game, maybe the last Bedlam game we see for a long time.
7: Ever, which is sad. And, and State's got a chance. Oklahoma State's Oklahoma got a chance State, in that Ollie game. Jordan Three uh, three consecutive games with more than 280 total yards of offense. Uh, yep. He is a phenomenal running back and he's an excellent receiver. So three games in a row with more than 280 yards combined rushing and receiving. But he is the entire offense. He is it. Um, Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma State got beat by South Alabama 33 to 7. South Alabama fell to 4 and 5 last night. South Alabama's. Boom. And oh. then Oklahoma State, ever since then, has sort of revved it up. They're playing great football. And I, I don't think there will be a more – I know LSU's playing in Alabama. I don't think there will be a more emotional crowd than Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Because um, Oklahoma State is the little brother. Oklahoma right. has dominated that series forever. Yep, it could be their last chance to smack big brother in the face. Um, you wonder the, the crowd's going to be jacked beyond belief. Is the emotion going to be too much for Oklahoma State? Are they going to be too jacked up to play? Or is Gundy going to have them ready to go? And you know, Oklahoma is a good team still, um, but they you know the recency bias. They did not look good last week against Kansas. Kansas ran all over them, and that That's... bodes ill when you're playing Ali Gordon next. Because Ali Gordon, he is he's a machine. The last he's
9: week. explosive, man. I mean, he really is. But let's, uh, without further ado, go back to the Southeastern Conference. Again, Bino and myself were just talking about before you jumped in, uh, and, and Mike Hugan with us today. This Missouri game, this Missouri team tomorrow can do some things offensively to make tomorrow interesting. Can they play enough defense? Are they physical enough to stay on the field with – uh, Georgia, I'm telling you, Missouri offensively is a scary proposition.
7: They are. They're, and, you know, Luther Burden is going to be the best receiver Georgia sees all year. Theo Weiss, the number two guy that transferred from Oklahoma, has, has been a nice complimentary piece. Brady Cook's playing really well. He's got a, he has got he can run the ball. You know, they got no great running backs, but they got a solid group of guys who can run the ball. The offensive line's pretty good. And, you know, last year, don't forget, that game went into the fourth quarter in columbia yep before georgia won by a touchdown so or maybe it was 10 points but it was a it was close into the fourth quarter um you know georgia's played two good games this year that's it they played a complete game against kentucky and blew their doors off they played a complete game against florida and blew their doors off um i don't know you know they yet I, 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 do they play four complete quarters against bazoo if they do this, is, this won't be close i don't know if georgia can do that though you wonder if there's a little bit of a letdown. Um, they've also had the, the Mizzou defensive coaches, who are pretty solid, have had a week to see what Georgia's like without um, Brock Bowers. So there's a lot of intrigue in this game. Missouri defensively is more physical than Florida up front. So yes. this, yeah, I think there's some, uh, a danger attached to this. But again, I think the whole key is Georgia's mindset from the beginning. Um, are they going to be ready to play in the first quarter? And they were against Florida and they were against Kentucky. They weren't against Auburn and they weren't against South Carolina. Well, Missouri's a heck of a lot better than those two teams. So the first quarter is going to be a huge a huge point of emphasis, that I think, in this game. If Mizzou gets out to a lead, um, you know, 10-0 or 4, 14-3, something like that, that, wow, that's going to be interesting. And, again, Burden is going to be tough. For the Georgia
9: defense to handle. Hughie on the way out. Give me a game off the radar that uh, you would recommend us paying attention because you've given us some hidden gems uh, during the year. I mean this is, this is this is my favorite thing about this segment besides the way Beano shines like the sun in the middle of the day because um, Beano does shine like this. You got to admit Bino shines like the sun in the middle of the day. But the Give me an under-the-radar game or two this weekend to pay attention to.
7: Yeah, Jacksonville State at South Carolina, because I don't think the South Carolina defense is any good, and Jacksonville State, obviously, their Rich Rodriguez offense does a lot of funky things with the run. They can't throw the ball, but they can run. That'll be interesting. And James Madison at Georgia State. Um, you know, James Madison's getting a bunch of attention. They're unbeaten. They're ranked in the media polls. They are ineligible for the postseason because they're in their second year of moving up to FBS from FCS. The thing is, Georgia State is 6-2. Um, extremely physical team. Um, I, I think this is a dangerous game for James Madison. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the James Madison quarterback, the McLeod kid. He was a transfer from USF where he was horrendous. So, uh, I'm a little bit surprised oh. that he's playing this well, but Georgia State uh, Darren Granger is a better quarterback than McLeod. Um, this is a dangerous game, I think, for James Madison.
9: Hugie Barry, you've been the absolute man. I bow my head when I say thy name. Give me a final thought here on the way out, and today we
7: basketball starts Monday, man.
9: Oh, don't start!
7: I'm sure your UConn, the, the UConn fans there, are pretty excited about that. They're pumped. Unlike, unlike they're pumped for teams.
9: basketball, no yeah. doubt.
7: And Donovan Klingon evidently practiced yesterday for the first time, the seven foot or so. Um, that's a big deal. Um, that, that and you I mean UConn the Big East is so awesome in basketball. Oh. Hey
9: Bina, we got a Yukon fan down here. When you when you, Yeah, you can turn around, we've seen it <laughs> He's got his national champ, and hey, we got one Elite Eight banner, brother. Yeah, yeah. This we guy's got-, got a national. He's got like seven national championships we, on the back of his shirt. We got a- a one Elite Eight.
4: Yeah, it looks like a one postage stamp on a great big old envelope. Yeah, it's really
9: it's that orphan banner in Thompson Bowling Arena. Go in there and pledge a few dollars. Hey, uh, Hughie, love you, ya, appreciate you. Ya. Uh, I thought you were going to point out that my Philadelphia Eagles are three and eight against a Dak Prescott quarterback football team. That is depressing. And, Hughie, yeah, I love is. you. Thank That's you. Yeah. That's depressing. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Hughie. All right. the, All great right. Mike, Thanks, guys. the great Mike Hugan And Bino looks at me and he goes, because ESPN's on out here, he goes, you guys are three <laughs> and eight against Dak Prescott. And I said, you know what? <laughs> Thinking about that, that might be true. <laughs> so Eagles Nation. I was stunned at that. I mean, we're the only one that he that obviously he beats. Cowboys can't win an inner squad scrimmage, it matters, Fino. Um so last night, speaking of one of those games, Shaxville State, South Carolina, Mr. C and we'll we'll get to him here uh hour and a half or so. On over at tclub.team, our winners and losers program, presented by our friends at Miller Lite. He said, "Here's the deal. Conference USA is a dreadful brand of football, and rancid, yeah, rancid and horrendous. And and by the way, he said it's fun to think about. He said because I've played against South Carolina all year and done pretty well." <laughs> So it's fun to think about Jacksonville State going in there and beating them. In his opinion, they are going to get rolled tomorrow cuz it's just a different level of football when you get on the field with Southeastern Conference athletes. Yeah. Is he right,
4: Bino, or no? He's He's right a whole lot more than he's wrong. I'd I'd hate to go against him. Well, I'm just Yeah. I mean that no, was no, that's, that that's, was his that's first
9: right. suggestion. That's right on our power play picks. How about Brian Hartman? When we went and we got kicked off there momentarily from our transmission, and he goes to that Iowa game, what is Brian's fascination with that Iowa team, Bino?
4: I've got nothing bad to say about Brian Hartman. He's the hardest working man in sports. (sighs) We're live today here, ladies and gentlemen.
9: I want to, remind want to you, know about Iowa. They really do. Iowa's on the tip of everybody's tongue. I mean, college sports fans across the world are wondering, everybody's wondering about the Hawkeyes of Iowa. I'll tell you what, the guys here that have come out, the fans – From UConn. Hey, how about a round of applause for these UConn fans that are here today? This is cool. I I give you all credit. You are sitting. You're looking live. This is one of the great spots in America to my friends here uh, from Connecticut. And I know you come from a beautiful part of our country. You look down that river line here at Calhoun's on the river, and you will understand how spoiled these Tennessee fans are. Because this is something, being somebody from Pennsylvania, I do not take for granted being on this Tennessee River. That's Neyland Stadium right there. That's the Navy in the foreground. Uh, Look at those bridges, that railroad bridge. That's the Henley Street Bridge right there you're staring at on a beautiful fall day. Look at the foliage here, the way the leaves have changed. There's not a better scene in all of America. No better place to experience the game. Before, during, or even after, we've got a covered patio here. We've got the heated, um, uh, the the heaters up above us. Uh, Up where we are, we've got heaters. Um, Heater. we got a (laughs) heater. But the bottom line is, it is the next best thing to being in Neyland Stadium. A surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville. Vault calls on Wednesdays. Our show, your Basilio show on Fridays, do not settle. Your next game day weekend, come to Calhoun's. It's the sports restaurant in America's College Sports City. Calhoun's is the taste of Tennessee. And, God, it is beautiful out here this morning. Absolutely gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful. Now, in about 30 or so, Evan Russell's going to join us. A special announcement, a real treat for the Tennessee baseball fan, is in the offing. And Evan's going to join us to talk about that. A real interactive announcement, special treat. And this Vitello guy, Bino, flat out, you know, we have a saying, people get it. Yeah. He does more than get it. Oh, yeah. He's got it. (laughs) He is taking Tennessee baseball tomorrow right to Tim Corbin's doorstep Mm -hmm. and shoving it right in his face.
4: Yeah, he's probably not real well-liked down there around that. You movie. don't think so? No. I, you I, don't think my boy Billy Derrick likes him
9: with the plaster show? Billy Derrick did a uh, – Did they on their podcast last year when they played – as an event of a, a uh, sports podcast. He did everything but call Tony Valls the evil one last year. They, they, they walked right up to that line. He goes, they're going to get it this weekend. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. Yeah, they got it, all right. (laughs) We're going to come back. Evan's coming back on with us. Evan's coming back next hour. This is going to be legendary. Yes, he is. (laughs) As As we continue on the other side, it'll be our do, 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 do on your radio. It'll be better than that. It is so, so next level. So, next level. And um, Goldbrick Joe says, is Brian going to ask about some of the police chases on On Patrol next? Because that is what Iowa's offense is. (laughs) I mean, it's like watching one of those cars wrap around the pole. After they put the stop sticks on them and blow their their tires up. They fly
4: off the road, those brain donors. Those guys had chase down Iowa too quick. There wouldn't be enough to make a show out of it. Can you imagine
9: Brian Ferenc, Bino? Can you imagine being at a oh, fan base oh, and having Kirk that as your Prince. coordinator? Oh, my gosh. Ferenc's oh, son? Oh, always son. The OC? Always I mean, sad. Kirk Ferenc is one thing. That's bad enough. Yeah. The son? Yeah. The son. 865 8- We open it up for you on the other side. My friends at Amachi tomorrow, if you go over to Team, you can see where we're going to be. I'll give it to you anyway though. Um, as tomorrow it is our Friends of Amachi Tailgate. Uh, they are an organization here in town that does such wonderful work. We're going to have a tailgate for the children that they serve. and these are kids that have one or both parent incarcerated. And they are a mentoring program to these youngsters. We're going to be in Circle Park tomorrow. W9 is where we are going to be. Shout out to all of our great sponsors who have helped us out, all of our great listeners who have given these kids and their mentors their tickets. Um, W9 is where we're going to be tomorrow in Circle Park. Again, W9 is our location. In the meantime, we continue on the other side as we roll it back on a Friday, live at Calhoun's on the River, as we continue after this.
5: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hey, Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid
0: breakfast with your neighbors. See you there.
4: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Parch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
9: All right, we're back. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Boys, TB back with you live. listen is the thing, right? We have a bunch of folks that are here today. I'm out here shaking hands, kissing babies. Some got yuck on their face. It's absolutely next level. Um, but let's, it's hour two on the radio, <laughs> live at Calhoun's on the river. Let's go back to our phones. And who's our caller here? Joshy boy. Josh, welcome in. What's up, guys? Beano, how did you know that was Joshy boy? That was good, Beano. I heard Joshy boy talking. You named that tune in one note, brother. That was impressive.
11: Bino, uh... You got a lock for me tomorrow, or do you want me to be a winner tomorrow?
4: Uh, I'd rather you give me one, Joshie. Give him a winner.
11: All right, Dino. If it wins, you can give me a kiss. But, Interesting. Uh, you
9: got it. Interesting.
11: But uh, my winner for you tomorrow, being star, we're going Auburn minus 12.5 against Vandy.
9: All right. Auburn minus 12-and-a-half against Vandy. I, I got to admit, that's a game I haven't thought about. Yep, yep. That Auburn offense, Josh, is wretched. They better score with their defense.
11: do get the job done.
9: Because that is a wretched, wretched. How about Hugh Freeze going to coach him near a bowl game, Bino? you going to tell me this Hugh Freeze guy can't coach. And this, this Mark and Colombo guy can't stand him. He even said, go Dandy, Tony. Oh,
4: I know. Hey, uh, there's never been any doubt about Hugh Freeze's coaching ability. No way. He can coach. He can put together a roster. If if he can just stay out of his own way, he's going to be. Now, he's a straight-up dirt ball. No offense to him. Yeah, I mean, but he's in a perfect place for that. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I worry more I worry more about yeah. his thin skinness in this league. Let
9: me ask you something about Hugh Freeze. Would you buy something from him? Like let's say he had like an item that you were interested in, right? Let's say you were like shopping on fake book marketplace and you showed up and Hugh Freeze was selling it to you. Would you buy it from him, Beno?
4: I might buy some like used Jimmy drums from him. <laughs> That's a pretty good line.
9: Yeah, I'll
11: buy some drums from him as well. Interesting. But, uh, Tony, my first question is, how much tomorrow of uh, the freshman do you think we'll see for Tennessee? Beanstar, what's your
9: take? We've gotten like an hour into the program here, and uh, obviously that's the big story, right? Are we going to yeah. be frustrated with our head coach tomorrow? Or are we going to be happy with the Nico usage? What's uh, your prediction?
4: I think we'll probably be frustrated. I, I would lo- I would love to see Nico play a half. Tony staff after staff after staff have come through here and we never see the backup quarterback with the exception of someone getting injured until about the second series of the fourth quarter. <laughs> How about a freshman we're trying to grow? I mean I, this guy yeah. is your future yeah, next I, year. I, I, I I agree with that. It's I, so I, maddening. I, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him play a half. I don't. I don't think we'll see that. I. Th- I think we'll see at l- probably midway through the third. What? He'll. He'll come in. That better not happen. And, and he- I, you know, I, I also. I'm also not sure what a few snaps against UConn is going to do for next year. It's obviously better than nothing. But, I mean, we're already past the point where he's going to get a whole lot of snaps. Well, it can't hurt. Bino, no, I no. was
11: thinking he could come in at the start of the third quarter, Bino, for up 35 nothing tomorrow. Well, I, I would love to. I would love to see that too. Josh. Midway through just, the
4: second quarter is what I got. I've just never seen it here.
11: Maybe uh, it he's happens right.
4: tomorrow.
9: He's right, and these guys have a I've fascination never seen it with any staff. And you know? these guys have a fascination with Joe Milton for whatever reason. They're fascinated with him. I, I don't understand. Yeah, they him.
11: are. But, uh, Tone, I'm going to give you my takeaway on uh, the Todd and Steelers game last
9: night. I'm going to tell you something, Josh. Let this this what, Levis guy, Will the, Levis, can play. He can play.
11: But that's, uh, that's not the, no question about it, Tone. But I was theory and a hot take. I think whenever Tannehill comes back healthy, is going to play him because I do not think Mike Brable likes this Levis guy. He just, the body language, you've seen it, Tony. When he uh, came back into the tunnel after that Falcons game. Vrabel did not look excited at all after that performance
9: Levis put on last week. Well, Vrabel never looks excited. Which, and I'll tell you this, it's a shame he's with an organization like that. Because if he ever got with an organization that could acquire some talent for him and put some talent on the field, I'd like to see what he could do with a really solid football team. Because that's a shame, Vino.
11: You do. Um, yeah, it's you a real do, shame. You, do do think you think that Levis is going to be a player, though?
9: I really, really think he's going to be a nice player. Yes, I do. I really do.
11: Yes. I do, too. Now, Tone, switching The basketball, college basketball starts Monday. Yep. Minute-wise, how much of uh, the starters do you think we'll see against Tennessee Tech before uh, Rick pulls them like in garbage time or whatever? You know,
9: it's a really great great question. I don't think it's going to be a deal like that. What I think it's going to be is I think it's going to be a deal where they'll be introducing their bench as they go. Now, Zakai hasn't been there, obviously, and his goal is one week from today at Wisconsin. That's his goal in terms of when to get back. Bino, which would be record time from an injury like he had. Is that would be remarkable news. if Is he comes team back team that news. quickly. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. they say he's on pace. I mean, he's been – we've seen clips of him practicing back in the summer shooting on his own. Yep. That would be incredible, Bino, you know, what they do Very with modern incredible. science
4: now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, even at uh, accelerated pace, you you expect seven full months yeah. for uh, ACL injury. Um, and he he had more than that, I think. So it's it's amazing. It's I, I would have thought that the earliest
9: he would have been back would have been the flip of the year in the 2024. Me too. The
4: conference season. I agree. I, that that was my goal for him to get back. So so here he is. Kudos to uh, the training staff and kudos to yeah. him. That that just how hard he's worked at it. Hey Josh, your boy, get ready for the Dalton Connect bandwagon because yeah. it is
9: you can gather around. It. And people oh, are yeah, going to yeah. get on that board moment. that train, brother. Get on board that train. Is that No Jay's tune? Him. Is that No Jay's tune? The love, love train? train? Yes, sir.
11: Tone, I told you the other day, I think he can win SEC Player of the Year. He has that capable talent. Is that
9: Williams, their lead singer, singing that song right uh, there?
4: Walter Williams sings. My very favorite O.J. songs, he's in the lead. Yeah. But Eddie LaVert and Eddie LaVert is busting that, yeah. Get on board, that love train. That hey, uh,
9: that Dalton Kinnick train, as one of our callers said in Upper East Tennessee when he called him Dalton Kinnick, that train right there is going to have people hanging off that thing by the end of the year. He's got a chance to be first team all league, maybe player of the year in the league. Yes, sir, Joshy boy.
4: Are you going to the Tennessee game tomorrow? I am going tomorrow, Josh.
11: Absolutely.
4: I didn't get an opportunity to go to A&M because I was a little ill, so I'm looking forward to tomorrow.
9: Oh, Bino, my main man. So Tony, glad you're uh, back.
11: Or, uh, Bino, maybe at halftime tomorrow we can have a meeting of the minds.
9: Interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. The alleged minds, as it were. And,
11: yeah. <laughs> uh, Tone, I want to out the door i want to give a shout out to florida florida buddy i love you but i really don't think you should call in mo- any more in trash tennessee have a good day
9: 865-200-5402 i love you but get you some of that let's get without further ado peggy in in the hunting in the mix who we met last week it's an honor pleasure peggy there will be none like you, all compared to you from here on out. Great day oh, to you, Peggy. Wife. You, East Tennessee Treasure, you.
15: Well, good day, gentlemen.
9: Great day uh, to you, Peggy.
15: I, I, listen, I have been listening intently for the past couple of days, and I don't care to admit, I, I live for Watson Brown. He keeps me grounded. And I don't get as nervous, but I've got to be honest. If I wasn't honest, you wouldn't like me, and I know that's what you like about me, keeping it real. Y'all have me nervous talking that every time I hear Nico, I swear, I I, I just want to hand out blankies. It makes me a nervous It My expectations, I'm going to sound like what's his name up there. (laughs) Expectations are exceeding appreciation. That's my belief,
1: and I think Hypol's
15: getting stubborn. Now he don't listen. We all know that, right? He don't listen to his chatter. How much of it do you think stubbornness has made when he hears that talk? He's just waiting that much longer when he hears no clatter out there. It'll be a surprise and put him in there. Is bed. Is he? A, is a digging?
9: Is, is hypo a digging your heels guy when he hears people say do something? Do you, do you think he is? I don't think he is. He's a he quarterback,
15: is. and he's a man.
9: Hey, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. <laughs> hey, Peggy. Now you are the main character, but let Beano speak. Go <laughs> oh, ahead, okay. Beano. I'm
15: sorry. No, no, you're good, Peggy.
9: You're oh, hey, you're
4: good. Honest, hey, Bino's.
15: Honest.
9: Hey, Bino's getting ready to send you to the place where bad callers go, Peggy. If you're not careful. No go way. Ahead, Bino. Bino. No way. Here's. Oh. A, uh, I, I
4: don't. I don't think. I don't think that he's as. Uh, Dig in your heels, as some guys that were here before him. Uh, but, yeah. Hey, he's he's a he's a football coach. I I think well yes. I, I think Watson Brown said it better. These guys are just all paranoid. They they they're, yes. they're yes. in yes. the moment. Yes. We're thinking about next year. He he's not thinking about next year at all. That's
9: but you right. know exactly. he's got a quarterback now that's all of a sudden discovered his legs, and he's going to have a game that they're going to play on the road next week with Missouri on that cold carpet. And he needs to get that backup quarterback ready. If for no other reason, I, then you might need
4: him against Georgia. I don't I don't disagree. I just don't believe we're going to see as much you know as you what? guys want Sometimes to see.
15: Sometimes you can't practice for the biggest moment. He might right. call that it when it's unplanned. You know, we don't know what the football right. to do. That That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Peggy. Because we've been out of it for so long. Look, guys, I'm just, you know, a few things could happen magic out there. Like LSU beating Alabama. And what if, I'm just saying, what if Georgia goes out there and Mizzou either gives them the fight of their life or beats them? And then what happens when they have to come to Neyland?
4: That's exactly right. stuff
15: going on out there. Possibilities. we got to build Joe up. Build him up. Not got the confidence. We've got to build him up.
9: Build him up, Bino. You got to quit talking about him the way you do on the air. No, You've Got to build I mean, the
15: guy up. Hey, constructive criticism is good for anybody, but we're down to the nitty gritty now. I mean, I mean, we do have some things that could happen. Magic out there. We didn't expect you to nuke her. Look, and Joe has got criticism deserved. Hey. When you're in that position, this is what my son told me, when you're in that position, you want that position, you gotta take the good with the bad. So I expect him to have some thick skin. But you know, we gotta be united. We're coming down to the final thing. That's right. And That's right. I might be thinking magical, but look here. I'm Why not? More magical things happen than that.
9: Hey Peggy Peggy, you're exactly right. Think about this for a second. Okay? <laughs> Say yes. tomorrow that Missouri bunch gets out there with Georgia, and yes. all of a sudden their offense is clicking, okay? Yes. And they knock them off. Ooh. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, yes. all of a sudden, tomorrow at the end of Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction, the, going to the postgame out. show in the yes. world, we are in the driver's seat in the east with Georgia coming Lord, to our building. Or,
15: or how about this?
9: Or how about this, Loverboy Lane Kiffin rolls out of bed next uh, Saturday and he decides for the first time in his life, Loverboy Lane is going to go win himself a signature game, you know?
15: You know what, Tony, this is how how I'm excited, I I will even cheer for him, Loverboy, carry that golf ball into Neyland. He, he had a hole in his pocket, and released that golf
9: ball let it roll down his leg. Nobody's <laughs> right at him. <That> <laughs> Peggy calling that shot. He dropped the golf ball at his leg. She's with Matt he Dixon. Dixon, you stand with Peggy. Run. Hey, Peggy, Thank I love you, yours, and I appreciate you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Andy Mack, whenever you call, and you are a legend. Have a great weekend. Go Vols. Go Vols, Peggy. Go Vols to Peggy. Pino, she said Lane Kiffin dropped that golf ball right on the ground. I love it. And you pop for it. I love it. Pino, it is true, though. Look, that's a 13-point line tomorrow. In college football, you got a roughly 30% chance, 30, 35% chance yep. when you see a line like that. That's an anything-can-happen deal there.
4: Absolutely.
9: And if, um, if, stranger things have happened this year in college football already than Missouri going in there and beating those guys. If, If they win that game tomorrow, then the round robin is on. Yep. It's us, Missouri, and Georgia. And you know what? Georgia does does have a propensity at times to sleepwalk through some of these games. The question is, are they going to take, right now, this week, that team seriously? Because if they don't, if they don't, it'll be a battle. If they do, they're going to rip them limb from limb. They will chew them up and spit out
4: the pieces, Pino, tomorrow. My, my worry for Missouri tomorrow is the game last year. That was the game to beat Georgia, and they weren't able to do it. No. I, I, I'm afraid they're going to see a wide-awake Georgia team tomorrow. Not and good. if they do, they can't play with
9: them. Uh, no. But if they don't, and we see a college football game tomorrow, you know, with some un- uneven quarterback play, yeah. etc. Yeah. Anything can happen. Hey, beano Frosty out there, Jeff Frost, he just took his uh, hoodie off. So it must be warming up. Outstanding day. Outstanding day uh, here on the patio. We're at Calhoun's on the river. It is absolutely beautiful. Next level. Beyond compare. Let's go back to the phones, and we've got another call from the character wing of the show. The character wing, Bill, welcome in.
10: How you doing, Tony?
9: Hey, Bill, you want to be on cloud nine after your loss last night of your Titans?
10: Uh, buddy, I'll tell you one thing. I I believe Tony, their season is over.
9: Bill, their might season just was,
10: was just waved the Bill, white
11: flag. It's Bill, over,
9: Bill. The Titans' season was over a month ago. Welcome to the club. But you found a quarterback, Bill. You found – Kirk Herbstreet said it last night. The Titans have found a quarterback.
10: Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree.
9: Now, your season – I tried to tell you that a couple of weeks ago. When they traded Byard, what the Titans should have done is they should have unloaded Derrick Henry for some draft picks – you got to do that. you got to be honest with your fan base. you got to be – and then play the kid at quarterback and then, you know, have the season. Your fans will live with that. Yeah. The smart organizations, Bino, are the ones that flip these guys. Now, I was surprised that the Redskins had the fire sale this year. That was a little strange to me, being star.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line on when to and when not to. Yeah. So it's uh – Yeah, I I, I would agree. I I think that the Titans were in a rebuilding mode uh, and should have gone full bore. Sure.
9: Because one thing we see about the NFL draft is that those are lottery tickets. Those draft picks are lottery tickets, and you want to accrue as many as you can because Hall of Fame players are taken in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. I mean, Hall of Fame players are signed to free agency. You want to get as many of those lottery tickets in your hand as possible, and your Titans. It's one thing, Bill, for you to not be honest. That's fine. You're, you're a fan, but they should have. They should have flipped Henry for a few draft picks a couple up uh, earlier in the week. Doesn't make any sense.
10: Yep, Tony. The bottom line is nobody didn't want to take him. Baltimore didn't want to. Oh, take I don't him.
9: believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Uh-
10: in Dallas, I don't know what their problem was. I don't believe they didn't want to take him.
9: There's no way they wouldn't have wanted to take him. He would have been a great vanity piece for Jerry Jones. There's I, no I, way.
4: I guess the question is Yeah. Were all the other teams trying to rob him? Sure trying to basically give him nothing. I wouldn't give him away for nothing. Sure. So but would you have given him away for like a fourth round pick? One fourth round? Sure. I don't think so.
9: No? How about a fourth and like a sixth?
4: How about two fours?
9: Yeah, that's what I was thinking initially, two fours. But
4: Four and a, somebody's got two fours. I'll tell you this last night.
9: He still Four and a five. Looked, he looked pretty springy to me last night. He looked pretty good last night with Levis out there. He looked as good as he's looked all season at times last night. And I'll tell you what, you guys put a scare in Lamb Weirdos Steelers, Bill.
10: Yeah, we did. We sure did. And of course, I've been, you know, speaking of that, Tony. Uh, you know the the injury report on um, Traylon Burks. From what I understand, he's up. He's walking.
9: Scary and, looking uh, man.
10: He's recovered.
9: Scary looking. What I
10: understand, the reports I've been reading. This but, you know, I don't
9: know if you saw that but they internet. threw a pass. They threw a pass to that Burks kid over on the sidelines, and he went high to go get it. And when he came down. He did not move for minutes. He hit the back of his head and just laid on the laid there. I mean, football is a scary. Sc- you know, we had a call yesterday talking about our offensive line, and you know, try to will him back through the nil. And I kind of and I kind of clapped at. I kind of I kind of clapped at a caller. About that, because these guys that have NFL aspirations want to get in that league, and they want to get a they want to get in that league. They want to they want to get in that league, and they want to get that pension. Because it's a brutal game, Bean Star.
4: Yeah, uh, you want to get your clock started for sure, Tony. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't climb in these kids' head and decide yeah. if they think they're ready or if they think they're going Pleasure. to be drafted at uh, at a level that uh, that they want to be drafted at so I, I have no idea who's going to come back or who isn't but anyone that feels like they're ready is probably going to try to get their clock started
9: yeah we were looking at it yesterday 750 is the minimum salary for these guys but billy you're the man i appreciate you you have a feeling on tomorrow's tennessee yukon game titans bill Oh the world oh, awaits
10: so Tennessee's gonna tear their kingdom down. No ifs, ands and buts about it. Bill, we go out on a limb. I believe Heifel yeah. ought to put in Nicomania.
9: When would you put Nico Mania in the game, Bill? How would you script it?
10: I would put him in I would put him in the second quarter.
9: I agree with that. If we have I hope he's in before halftime. Media. My number is you get up three scores and you get him in the game. I don't care if you're 17 points ahead. Get him in the game. That team's not going to beat you. Let that kid play. And, Bino, I hope, and Bill, thank you, I hope that he plays a few series with the ones. Yeah,
4: I, w- I would like to say that as well.
9: Two or three series. Let him feel some success in Nielsen Stadium and let the crowd cheer for him. Be fun. Sure. And and, and and Joe Milton will be over there encouraging him.
4: Yeah, I don't think this is a Joe Milton deal at all. I don't. No. He's under wings.
9: You going to let him throw the ball around, Bino, when he, when he comes in? Yes. If you're going to let him play, let him play.
4: You want to see him throw the long ball, Bino? I just want to see him play, period, Tony. I'd like to see what he looks like in in a college football game for a number of series.
9: I want to see him get out on the edge and let a ball go like I saw in that All-Star game last year because this guy's got an arm on him, and he's got some wheels. He's going to be scary in, in Hypels offense. Scary, scary proposition. Yes. We come back upon the continuance. Evan Russell's got a special announcement to make regards to tennessee baseball a real interactive opportunity coming up for the ut baseball fan and then we'll get back to some more calls we're live at calhoun's on the river we are making it happen with you this is the college sports restaurant america's college sports city if you're coming in for the connecticut game um no better place to experience before during or after the game all new covered patio Right on the Tennessee River, shadows of picturesque Neyland Stadium. Next best, whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. Next best thing to be in there, Bino. Those um, heaters are so good that I'm getting some of that heat right now. How about you? Uh,
4: I'm not, Tom, but that's okay.
9: (laughs) Bino's like, look, man, I'll do anything for the (laughs) love, but I won't do the hat. Surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville. I was just talking to our Yukon guys over here. That picture that you're looking at on the river here that we're seeing, what a blessing. Yes. What a never gets old yeah. blessing to look out there at that and just enjoy the majestic scenes that we're seeing here. It's gorgeous.
11: Yeah,
4: one of the as you said, it's just one of the beautiful places college it, football settings in America not even close
9: you you think those people in Tuscaloosa have a view like that are you kidding you've been there it is an absolute armpit of the south the Calhouns is the crown jewel ladies and gentlemen surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville Vol Calls on Wednesdays featuring my good friend Brent Hubbs your Basilio show on Fridays don't settle your next game day weekend, you come to Calhoun's. It's the sports restaurant America's College Sports City. Taste of Tennessee. We come back with more. Evan Russell on the other side as we continue, and then we'll get some calls in after this.
5: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia
12: Welcome back, everybody! It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today?
5: Well, I'm doing great. How are you?
12: I'm doing fantastic, buddy. What have we got today at uh, Foodland?
13: Well, this week we have ground chuck for three forty nine a pound, ribeye steak six ninety nine a pound, sweet potatoes sixty nine cents a pound, green cabbage seventy nine cents a pound, Food Club vegetable oil three forty nine, and Coke six packs three for twelve. And I want to also mention this Friday, one day only, we have a special sale which includes Land Butter 388 each, Marie Calendar frozen pies 588 each, and Domino Sugars 288
12: each. All right, some good deals as always, and uh, people need to come in and take uh, advantage of those great savings. Once again, you're located at uh, on West Seventh Street, right there by the post office. Open seven days a week. You're open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. People need to come in and check out, and uh, you got a great staff as always. I appreciate them, and uh, Miles, you have a great week. So we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All righty, thank you. Thank you.
6: If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care.
3: Jim Ross. And you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
9: Tony, to be back with you along with Beano Jeff Henderson. I identified myself as Beano earlier in the program. You've recovered well, Tony. Which, Beano, I guess it wasn't, I didn't adorn myself in glory there, did I? But we've been teasing the last couple days a special announcement involving Tennessee baseball. And the great Tony Valls, who will be down here, hopefully uh, next week. The app, uh, huh? I don't know what that means. Here, let's without further ado uh, bring the great Evan Russell into the hunting in the mix with us. Evan Russell, welcome in.
14: Wow, it has been too long, too long.
9: It has been way too long, absolutely, and I mean way 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 too long uh how you doing brother
14: man i can't complain if i was doing any better um you know i probably wouldn't be on the third but it's been great right now Uh, life is good job's going well and things are moving in the right direction with uh, this collective that's going on
9: yeah, tell me about that. I hear that uh, Friends of Baseballs, I hear you've taken center stage here. Tell me, tell me about what you're doing.
14: Yeah, so I, I thought that um, being able to be more involved, uh, just because the NIL offered such a, a unique opportunity to me when it comes to the financing um, and being able to have connections outside of baseball and be able to grow those connections for my business uh, career. So uh, being able to offer that service uh, to the players, you know, obviously they're focused on playing right now and winning baseball games, but um, there's definitely going to be more to life than uh, the baseball game uh, and, and having to compete. So trying to offer some opportunities for them uh, to expand their connections and uh, along the way give the community a way to show some more support.
9: I was telling <clears throat> Bino you know, as a prelude and kind of a tease in the first hour, just Tony Vitello's openness with the program, and I know you, you were here, you started here under a previous regime, and I love Coach as well. The, your, your first coach that you played for, Serrano's a great, great dude, no question. Um, and and Tony's he got this marketing thing about him, and there's an opportunity coming up as we break a story here. Tell me about what's going to happen Thursday up at Smokies Stadium with the Tennessee Smokies.
14: Yeah, so Thursday, Tennessee is going to be coming to the Smoky Stadium and playing a scrimmage game. Uh, basically it's the Fall and or it's the Orange and White Fall World Series. Uh, this will be the, the best opportunity to see uh, each player matching up against their competitor. Um, so being able to see the entire team when it comes to all the arms, all the bats, all the new faces, yep. uh, being able to see them, see them compete at a extremely high level. Um, and, and it should just be a great time to um, see, especially the, the new transfers coming in. I think it's a good opportunity to just, just see them in action, kind of get a, a feel for how the coaches are going to play them with the upcoming season, and um, just just have a little fun.
9: Well, and fun is what this is about because it's going to be Thursday up at Smoky Stadium. And I understand there's a couple of opportunities. And I was talking with uh, Craig Jenkins, Jenks here. But I understand, and, and and part of what we're doing here is we're going to make this thing as interactive as humanly possible. That's what Tennessee is doing. And also, now I understand that there's a couple of uh, spots that we could raffle off. I don't know if you guys have gotten down the track on this for some bat boys, but if there's folks listening and... Your child wants to sit in the uh, – um, I understand there's two per dugout, and they need some, some bat boys here. Are we raffling those spots off? What are we doing here, Evan? Have we decided?
14: Yeah, we're, I think we're going to do a silent auction um, just to give the, the young kids uh, an opportunity to be in the dugout, kind of just be one of the boys. Um, it's it definitely something if I was uh, a young kid – and, or if I had a young kid, I would want to see them be involved in any way. And, uh, it's a great way the, the coaching staff reached out to us and, and they're wanting to offer this service just to get the community involved. Community's been so good, cool. so good to the, this Tennessee team. Uh, so trying to find ways of giving that opportunity to get a little more interaction is, is definitely what we're looking for.
9: The beautiful thing too, as well is there will be some Tennessee baseball alumni that will be milling around as well. Now tell me about, I understand there's also going to be a deal where folks that are coming to the game, there will be some signed jerseys uh, on hand, and, and this is going to benefit, by the way, the collective, uh, Friends of Baseball, so the money is going to go back to the kids. Tell me about um, the, the jersey deal, Evan, that's going on here.
14: Yeah, so the collective—the name's going to be changed to Loyalty. Uh, that's going to be loyal, and then T. Uh, okay. So, so to make that clear for anybody that, that sees that that logo and that name that's brought up, um, yeah, we're basically we're we're getting together some signed jerseys, uh, a way to try to raise some money for these guys. Uh, just because awesome. of the eleven point seven scholarships that they get, it, it it makes it tough, makes it challenging. Um, just trying to find ways of putting food on the tables, uh, giving them giving them what they deserve, and I, I think this would be a great way to at least raise some funds uh, for these guys.
9: So again, this is going to be what? Once the? Uh, I understand tickets are already on sale for this event, and they're expecting like five thousand tomorrow down in Nashville, which is just crazy, Evan. Were you were you a part of any of those barnstorming teams when Tony started doing that, taking the deal across the state? I guess you guys, your last year, you guys did that in the in the fall, right? Didn't you do it and went to Chattanooga in a few
14: places? Yeah, so we went across the state. We did Memphis, and then we went down to Chattanooga. And uh, there, there's definitely more Tennessee fans outside of Knoxville than you would think. <laughs> they, they filled the stadiums. Uh, they, they were definitely involved. They were engaged. It was a great experience for, for us to be able to go play in front of some guys and in front of some people that uh, didn't get the opportunity to take off work and drive four or five hours to watch us. So, um, and, you know, coach Vitello and the rest of the staff, they do a, a phenomenal job just trying to get out, get involved, play anywhere they can. Um, yep. And they're competitive. So, um, just trying to find ways to compete in front of a crowd, a, a, a wild, awesome crowd that that tennessee is always known for and it it only makes the players better hey bino
9: jeff one of the things that i love is evan russell joins us uh on the program who is of course our tld logistics extra innings guy uh, as he joins us uh, throughout the baseball season and it's always great to hear evan's voice and we're really proud of the work he's doing down in chattanooga in the financial services industry which evan i'm gonna give you a chance to shout yourself out here in a second because this is all about the love man and i'm I'm, we're proud of what you're doing but you know the thing about tony and what they do with that baseball team that i love is that i love these fans okay and i love the fact that what tony tries to do in so many ways is take the wall down between the fan and the player but even more than that, I think of the kids, and I think of what it was like for me t- to be a kid and go to like an autograph show, or to go to a place where you could see some of these guys, yeah. and they're larger than life to you. Like the night you and Paizan cussed out Steve Carlton. I did I in did. the uh, in the bowels of uh, in, in the bowels of the old Atlanta Braves Stadium. The night that, you, but but the truth is, Bino, you know, <laughs> the formative stuff. And the things, because what what Craig told me, and Evan can back this up. Thursday, they're going to encourage these players, the current players, to come out of the dugout to kind of mix and mingle with the fans. There's going to be an opportunity after the game uh, for those guys to sign. I mean, what is not to love about what's going to happen Thursday night?
4: No, it, it it's it's fantastic, and I I think Evan would agree. Not not only is it great for the young fan. It, it's it's great for the players as well to get an opportunity to to give back and make an impression.
9: Evan, what about it? The experience of the players, you guys went and you took the Tennessee baseball, uh, just the love of it around the state and what these kids will do. Like, I wonder if Billy Amick, you know, who was at Clemson, I wonder if, if he's ever had an opportunity like this. I bet it's going to freak these guys out that have transferred in just how – interactive tony wants this thing to be in the fall
14: yeah it's what's funny is coach Patello and the staff they, they train these players every single day to be warriors uh to be able to get on the field and fight for their lives and just to compete at an extremely high level give everything they got but this is kind of an opportunity to where uh, you can kind of take a step back and look at it for what it is it's still entertainment um, and this is a way that kids should be able to come to uh, the, the field and watch some guys having fun and loving the game. And this is going to be a way for the team to also see, a little little bigger than baseball, um, the impact that you can make on the fans uh, and vice versa. Uh, so being able to interact with these, these fans and be able to um, have an impression on kids, just like players had on me whenever I was a kid, uh, Yes, it's, it's, it's undeniably um, just... It's super awesome to be a part of
9: and i'll tell you this thursday thursday night smoky St- what times the game get underway Evan, what times the festivities going to begin
14: uh the game's going to start at six uh, okay I, i'm i i do not have the details of when the office or when the gates will officially open uh, okay you're getting, getting all that out today but the ticket prices will be nine dollars um and, and that's first come first serve so the quicker you're there the, the better seats you'll get um there's going to be plenty of interaction throughout the game before the game uh there'll be silent auctions for the the bat boys um things that uh, you can you can sign up and sign auction and, and work to win a signed jersey so there'll be plenty of things going on uh i would just i would advise to get out there um uh, and and see what what's happening because it should be a fun event
9: now, when will the Bat Boy silent auction be? Because Clark Coffee over here has got a lot of money. Was just asking me about that. He wants to throw some money in the till for your new. It's called Loyal Tea, right? That's the new. Um, that's the new collective Loyal Tea, and so the the question becomes: When uh, do we do the silent auction? Obviously, I guess we're gonna have to do that before we get there, right?
14: Yeah, the silent auctions should be. It will be announced. uh, I think the day before. Um, Okay. I think I think we're going to open up the opportunity to do that. Um, Okay. uh, Should be today or or tomorrow or early next week. All right. um, Be on the lookout for um, some information from Tennessee and Smokies and 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 things like that. So we'll try to get that out marketed as much as possible. Um, But. Uh, we, we should be able to announce it Wednesday before the game, just so you have an idea of what's happening.
9: It is absolutely, without a doubt, completely and totally outstanding. ER, tell the living listener what you're doing now down in our scenic city that gave me my lovely wife, Laura. I always love you, Chattanooga.
14: <laughs> Way down yonder in Chattahoochee is what I like to say. But uh, it's uh, what I'm doing down here is um, I'm doing financial services. I'm um, working with Raymond James and it's been an incredible job being, being on a team, um, being able to gain these connections while I was playing and have that opportunity present itself after I was done. Uh, is definitely something. And the reason why I'm continuing to work with a collective, trying to get these guys as much exposure as possible, just so if you, your families know if their kids go to Tennessee, they're not just going to be a baseball player, but they're going to be a better man coming out of it. So um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to jump on here and, uh, gonna kind of raise
9: some awareness for what we're doing AER, as uh, sister sludge once said we are family the great nile rogers wrote that song bow thy head when you say thy name and i hope you have a dwight goodone and uh my best to you my man happy
14: holidays brother appreciate
9: it yeah you got it brother the great evan russell one more time so thursday night six o'clock start they're bringing the world series the baseball team is up to smoky stadium There'll be a huge crowd on hand, as interactive as humanly possible, yeah. and uh, they've got a couple spots that are going to be available. Uh, we'll, we'll get that information out to you on the blog on Monday on how you can grab that. And then autographed jerseys, all kinds of stuff. Be some former players milling around, the whole deal, all in the spirit of the family. Tomorrow our tailgate will be in circle Park w9 i want to thank my friends at calhoun's their their um logo is right next to that they've been so generous toward us uh, mike brad kelsey Kara, everybody involved thank you so much um i i cannot i cannot even words can't describe how appreciative i am to this audience as well for the way you've helped us uh tom just came out here at tennessee tom and Donated a couple tickets. I mean, the, the thing is beautiful. We've got a bunch of UConn fans out here at Calhoun's on the River. We've got a table here, yep. a table there. Some folks just came in over here. Um,
4: Fantastic. Welcome.
9: Hey, we real, And let's give these people a round of applause. We really are glad that you guys are here. Hope you have a great weekend. Now, tomorrow won't be much of a game. No offense to you. I'm here for you, but no offense to you. Uh, and so, Bino, I've got some totals, and okay. I want you to play along here. All right. These are Tony's totals involving Nico. I'm going to never leave you. Nico, I'm a never going to leave you. Here you go. Bino. pass attempts in tomorrow's game. Nico, I'm never going to leave you. The number we've installed is 11. 11 Pass attempts, Bino, are you going is our head coach going to get him in the game earlier, or is he going to be stubborn and we'll go under that number,
4: Bino, what do you say 11 I'm i I'm going to be a real joy here through these totals, under
9: <laughs> you're urinating me off alright, what's the number going to be, Bino, if it's going to be under 11 9 or 10 alright Nico pass completions to that group of wide receivers who, uh, (laughs) let's just put it this way. I hope none of those guys later in life are ever handling fine China or antiquities from parts unknown. Caught it pretty good at Kentucky. Caught it pretty good. I was looking to see if Thornton had some uh, stick-em on his hands. Yeah,
4: I'm glad, I was glad to see Thornton at all.
9: Lester Hayes, he caught a ball and ran with it, Bino. I said, yes, wow. he did. Yes, and boy, he did. did he run with it. Yeah. It, had him on the outside tomorrow. Joe put it on him on the run, too. How about, what was stranger? Seeing Joe slide in the pocket, wave him open, throw him open, or him catch it, turn and run about 25 yards upfield. What was... What was stranger about this?
4: That's a push. That is a push. All right, moving along here, as we do. Tony. He's obviously more comfortable outside than in the SWAT.
9: Yes, and by yeah. the way, the number is eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us on a beautiful Friday, and God is breathtaking here at Calhoun's on the River America Showplace. Nico pass completions, Bino. The number has been installed at seven and a half for young Nico. Barely under. He's going to go seven for ten. All right. Nico rushing attempts, Bino. The number is one and a half as installed by John Adams before he got pouty yesterday and quit playing. Um, Designed or just runs? Uh, I, I doesn't, it does not okay, specify. Okay, over, over, All right, what's the number going to be? Two. Beautiful.
4: It's a good line.
9: It's a good number. It's a great number. It's great handicapping. Thank you. Thanks. Matt Dixon approves, since these are his numbers. Uh, did, I don't know if you heard our sequence, our, our segment yesterday, and we did this, but John Adams kept giving numbers out. And Brian and Matt would give numbers out, and I would, go, so I would middle their numbers. And John goes, does my mic work? And I go, yeah, it works. <laughs> it's just that your totals are like from Pluto, John. It's a lot of good discussion yesterday. Um, which I want to get to with you. Nico, touchdown passes. The number has been installed at one and a half. Don't you dare go under that. Under. What's the number? One. So much for living in your hopes and not in your fears. You're really a lot of fun today. I think I'll pre-medicate for our next segment. Uh, Number of receivers catching passes. The total, the number, this is from Joe Milton. This is from everybody involved, okay? Okay. Gaston Moore, Navy Shuler, whomever. Okay. The number seven and a half, Bino. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's counting tight ends. That's counting backs, that's counting receivers, that's counting everybody. I'll go over. I think it's going to be like nine or ten. I think it's going to be a wild. I'll go over. Yeah. It's going to be one of those games where Bob Kessling's going to have fun with that chart, trying to keep up with who's who out there. That's got to drive those play-by-play guys and those spotters. Games like that got to drive guys crazy, especially with the double numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have Denico Slaughter catching a pass before (laughs) it's (laughs) over. All right, here's one for you. Joe Milton touchdown passes tomorrow, Bino. The number is 2.0.
4: Over. I think Joe's going to throw three tomorrow. Bang. Who's Tennessee's
9: leading receiver tomorrow in the game? Does Thornton build on what he did on the outside? Because Watson Brown thinks they're going to throw some deep balls tomorrow. Uh, Leading receiver tomorrow is Squirrel White. The Squirrel Man. How many interceptions will UConn's offense, which they've been challenged offensively, they will admit that to you. And Jim Moore Jr. does a nice job, will do a nice job, has done a nice job, did a nice job last year. They just offensively, they're in a tweener deal. Good seeing you guys. Good seeing you, Bruno. These guys are kind of are what they are this year. How many interceptions for them tomorrow, Bino?
4: Uh, I'm going to say they
9: throw one pick. The number was one and a half. Bino goes under. <laughs> We've got a TLD Logistics overdrive. Overtime coming your way. I want to thank my friends at Calhoun's on the River for having us here. This is the college sports restaurant, America's College Sports City. TLD Logistics over.